and stickers you can get. That's really good audio. Yeah, he's a he's such a professional podcaster. La 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 la. Told me to mail you a stand. People, the, the person in the office next door, the engineering college, is like, "What the f- is going on in that room?" Give a sh- no, give a shit. Doesn't Hello and welcome to Interface. My name is Andrew Lilja and with me as always are Chase Musil and Ian Fuchs. This is our original recording of the podcast. We definitely did not record an earlier version that Ian then deleted. <laughs> it wasn't nope, deleted. Moving on. It was not deleted. It was lost to the beta Mac OS gods. God. You know what they always say? Whenever you see one of the things about like how to upgrade your machine to the beta, they always say, don't do it at anything you use for work or day-to-day. Anything you rely on for mission-critical software, you shouldn't put a beta on. I'm Quick sure that's fallen mi- to QuickTime's not mission-critical. <laughs> Except when you record a podcast. <laughs> what, you know what I took away from that? The fact that a text message crashed you just means I'm going to spam you during oh anything God. important in your life. Uh, no, I think I actually think iMessage is the reason that anything crashed at all. It had nothing to do with QuickTime. Mm-hmm. And it's because of all those new goofy sticker bullshit features in oh, i'm gonna send you all of them in it send you another laser eggplant that's good uh so the thing that we have not spoken about twice before is pokemon go so let's talk about pokemon go because it's super important it is the most important thing right now it is the most let's, let me fix that statement for you it's the most important game right now it's, uh, uh it's not a game but <laughs> it is very important <laughs> Can we call it? Can we call it an experience for you? And we'll just say game, and you pretend that you hear us say experience when we say game. Online, that works, right? action, alter, augmented reality, walking. I don't know. It's can a game. You, I'm can not you explain what's not a game about it? Yeah. No, no. It's I'm, a game. I'm being an asshole. It's a game. It's. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just not a game ass game. It's not a game ass game, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> um. I just. So my issues with it are the progression or lack thereof. But we can get into that later. Okay. So Pokemon Go on a high level is in augmented it p- posits itself as an augmented reality game but, but you don't have I, to play it like that but you, but augmented reality is really tangential to what you need to do to play it's not required at all right it, it like right. it it helps support the experience right because they have sure. the built-in camera so as you go encounter pokemon in the wild you can take fun photos of them on your bed or in the sink or on the frying pan or whatever that's all funny and it's obviously baked in so it's encouraged but it's no way required so the augmented reality component of the game is not required to play so what it really is is like a geocaching collection game. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's actually exactly what it is. Um, with some like, with some social like with some. There's some encouraged social components in it though, right? Because the requirement for you to go to a to a shared space and it actually encourages you to be there at the same time, right? So by the placement of lures, which augment Pokestops for more Pokemon to spawn, it's encouraging multiple people to be in the same space at the same time as opposed to a normal geocaching experience. You, there's not really a reason for people to be there at the same time, right? It's like I leave a note or I leave a treasure and then you find it later. So I think the combination of this you know, encouragement for people to be in the same place at the same time physically on top of let's go explore the world has made it a pretty good success. Not to mention... We're missing the the nostalgia factor, right? For all of us '90s kids, just '90s things, just '90s things. I agree. Uh, it's it's definitely super interesting. I don't know. I mean, people get really excited about the AR aspect of it, which I think is actually kind of not super well implemented. Um, right. 
really, you're right. It's just a geo a bit geo bashing game. A geo bash. Those are my favorite. It's, it's a geo dude game. <laughs> that's, that's the one. <laughs> the only dudes I like. Real quick, <laughs> uh, can I ask you guys when when the two of you have played? Have you left AR mode on? Mm-hmm. I turn it off. <laughs> yeah, I turn it off too. <laughs> that's I was curious. So, so the the thing about it that make the only thing about it that really makes it an AR game is looking through your camera to see your Pokemon on the screen, and 66% of us don't do it that way. Now, I will, I will switch it on if I'm in a good location to snap the picture of it or a good yeah, screenshot right. of it, but then I immediately switch it back off because... It makes them harder to catch. It. It well, yeah, that, that whole the movement of your phone while you're trying to interact right. with it just makes it complicated. That's how I lost what? the Pikachu last night. That's- Boys, allow me to disagree. I know that comes as a surprise. <laughs> Please. So I know that the traditional uh, meaning of AR is where you project, you superimpose 3D or whatever images on top of the reality you're looking at. But technically, isn't this augmented reality in that because it's location-based and you're augmenting your existing reality with these Pokemon that you pick up at certain locations? So te- technically, this isn't even AR because technically... Technically, right. Well, it's not technically depth map or anything, right? Augmented reality is information overlaid on... On in physical space, but tied to a specific physical location. Even when you have the AR viewer up, you can like move the Pokemon around. It's not tied to a spot on the ground, so it's technically not even real like AR. Once, once they're up, they always stay in that direction of you. But yeah. that's really all. Right. Well, it's it's not right, but it's not tied to an actual spot. It's like tied to within a closish direction. So it's actually like a really poorly implemented augmented reality viewer. But nonetheless, I think you know. So in the in my lab that we run um, user experience studies in, we have an eye tracking machine. And eye tracking, in my opinion, is not very useful as a study tool, but it's very, very useful as a means to advertise your study and get people interested in it. Because if I was to tell you that, hey, we found something that we did a study on your website, we found out that nobody likes the logo. And then I tell you, hey, we, re- we ran a study on your website, we got eye tracking data and nobody looked at your logo. People are way more open to hearing about the eye tracking data in the same way um, if I talk about augmented reality video games, people are like, okay, yeah, you could be like, put stuff out in the world, fine. But now you can talk about, hey, it's like Pokemon. It's like, oh yeah, that was super great. I love it when the Pokemon are all over the real world, right? So it's it's the use case that's popularizing AR, even if it's not a really good use of AR. Right. Which is good overall for any of us interested in, you know, augmented reality, virtual reality, all these, you know, mixed reality scenarios. Sure. Oh, so that's... That's really high so level that, AR, so, right? And, <laughs> right. So that's and, AR, <laughs> and why Pokemon Go maybe doesn't fit AR, but it is. It, it definitely is driving interest. Yes, absolutely. And and so I, I guess the thing to to really break down is what about it is causing the interest to be driven outside of being nostalgia factor and whatever else. Like, mm-hmm. what are the things the game does well that are maybe going to lead to increased AR interest? Yeah, so I, I mean, right off the bat, it's the the social component I feel is really, really big, right? Because you go out and you're encouraged to go to the space, to a shared space, right? So anyway, because we can all walk around and have Pokemon spawn and apparently there's like the spawn rates are tied to population density or whatever that issue, that's separate a separate issue entirely. But if you walk around a place where Pokemon are spawning, you can be anywhere. But to go to a Pokestop or a gym, if you want to collect loot, right? Because that's what you're doing at Pokestops. Or if you want to go to a gym and asynchronously battle another player's Pokemon, um, those are experiences that you have to have at a particular location. So just by tying them to physical locations, you're encouraging people to meet up in real life. And that's really cool, right? Because very few other games do that. Even if they mean to have meetups or places where you should like go for a centralized event or something, it's nothing like this. Well, And so many of those things 
or requiring you to go outside of the app for those experiences. Yeah. yeah like even if the game, if you have people that are playing WoW or playing Destiny or whatever hotness there is now in the game world. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. I don't know. Over Overwatch. There it is. Um, and and you're like, oh, we're gonna have a little meetup for Overwatch players. You're gonna go onto Reddit or you're gonna go to uh, Meetup.com and yeah. you're gonna schedule your event for the local people to go do that. Or you're gonna go on to right. what's the neighborhood app? Next door. That's the one. Next door. So you can go in there and say, hey, everybody who lives in my area, if you want to go out, we're gonna just go out and chat about how great Overwatch is and have some beers or whatever. Like you're going to leave terrible. the app to do that. Let's <laughs> say it's a great idea. Guys, this Overwatch game is really good. So, so the inverse of that with, with Pokemon is wow. that you're going out to the location to play the game and the mm-hmm. likelihood of running into other people also playing the game in that location is higher. And so that's, right. I think and, that's the big difference. And I think part of the, like the warm and fuzzy factor is like for every other game that like wants you to go out and do anything in a physical space, like you just mentioned, any of those examples, right? Or even if it's like, even if it's a sporting event, right? And you go to like cheer on your local sports team and you're meeting up with people, you're going there to meet up with people with this shared common interest. And that's why you, like, you find common ground with someone or whatever, but it's still, you sort of can draw like a circle around the people who go to professional sporting events. And it's not as varied as I would say, I would argue it's not as varied as the people who are playing Pokemon go in the sense that, I can look out. So I, I live next door to a church and our church is a Pokestop. And it's fortunately, it's like five feet beyond my reach the from one, the closest wall in my house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The one in your house. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny to watch like high schoolers go out there and lure it and sit on the church steps and just like farm Pokemon and walk around our lawn. And then there's like seven, eight, nine, ten year olds walking around with their phones, which I don't know where they got them, if they stole them or their parents all gave them phones, whatever, but they're walking around playing with the, you know, playing Pokemon. And then there's other kids riding by on their bike. And then Sarah and myself go out and we have Aubrey walking around and Bennett like in the baby Bjorn walking catching Pokemon or like going out in our car and we're all waving at each other like Team Yellow and the red guys are like Valor and I'm like go and I won't say I expletive, oh expletive. No. No, it's it's all camaraderie, right? So it's oh really my good. God. <laughs> but no other game does that, right? No but another game fosters this sense of such eclectic community and then you will have this right. nice common ground that you're totally well, happy to share i mean that's just because there's no real game that forces you to share physical locations with people like that right yeah but that's but you can't you can't deny the novelty of this and that's one of its you know no 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 absolutely right. yeah yeah for sure so uh, that's, yeah that's what makes this special is that it's right it's right. not Even like it's a simple. lot of the other right it's it's not a complicated concept i mean it can get complicated with some of the stuff in there but the game itself is not a complicated concept and that's what makes it appealing to the wide range of people. And then because it's not like other games, it's not just a game you can sit on your couch and play. It's a game that requires you to get up and move around and go do stuff that makes it unique in a space of games. And because it forces you to get together with other people, I think that that's what makes it special. And then anything that, removes that experience or makes it less essential to the gameplay is one that makes it a less interesting game. Yeah. So that's why any changes that make things more convenient but less interesting are things that I think are going to detract from the game overall. So we talked about this in a previous version where we had, (laughs) uh, we talked about the messaging and I think that like place-based messaging. So you can put like a message at a Pokestop or you can like attach a sign to a wall. You can see that through the AR or even just on the map screen is a really good idea for something to further the, the location, the geocaching, the AR, that kind of thing. But if you have general chat or direct messaging or something like that with, between people, I think that detracts strongly from what actually makes this game good and interesting. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. I so not to rehash all of it. I mean, the we high have level to. argument that the high level argument here is. Well, there, there's some other things that we should talk about that you know more than we dive into our disagreement, like chat differences for the game. But um, I agree that the difficulty component of the way it exists, like with the barred communication being no communication currently, right? That forces you to do things to, you know, to communicate if you want to with other people. So go outside and use mediums that aren't within the service itself. So people use, I've been using Twitter for like local businesses, right? They like Ryman gardens here in names has announced that they'll be, they've kept the, all of their different pokey steps lured all week over the lunch hour. Right. And so that's a good use of Twitter and going out externally, but to lure children, to lure everyone, they don't <laughs> discriminate and <laughs> they want all actually students are free. So it's just, a, it looks like a goodwill move mostly. Um, do they have a, do they have a restaurant there? No, they don't. Oh. They have a little gift. They shop. can pump the numbers up. I mean, it's a cool idea. Yeah. It's, a, it's still a good idea, right? Cause it's super cheap. Um, yeah. From their perspective. Uh, anyway, so you can use these outside mediums to, to build people to go in and, you know, encourage this sense of communication that you wouldn't have if you had chat in the game. But I still feel that, if you had chat in game, there'd be a way to successfully implement it that would that would enhance your experience without detracting from what what exists. Yeah, place based messages. Okay, and so let, so we'll take that as a starting point, right? So there's there's the app GoChat that just went back up yesterday, right? So you can play right. with it right now. Um, just just to clarify, and, there are two different apps when you search GoChat in the App Store on iPhone. Two different apps oh. show up, so I don't know which one it is. Okay, it's the one. Let me let me see if I can pull it up here. It, our, mine's oh, mine's just called GoChat. Sorry. So when I searched it, there was a longer title for it, but GoChat was the like the behind the name thing. Um, behind the name of GoChat. Okay. Oh, it's called Chat for Pokemon Go dash GoChat. There you go. Anyway, I have, I have Chat for Pokemon Go dash PokeChat and Instant Chat for Pokemon Go PokeChat. It's the one made by Tether. T e t h r. This is my favorite segment of no. uh, interface where we just read the search results we have in the app store. <laughs> yes, let's let's be really excited about that. Oh, there's an artist. Okay, we're done with this. So, so all right. One second. There you go, Ian. And so, <laughs> thank you. Um, no, you're welcome. It's not as loud as a clap, but it'll do. So GoChat, though, does allow you to, lay, um, to leave messages in physical locations. So it'll search your area, and you can pick your radius from a couple different you know, variances. And it'll say, um, this is a message, right? You can see the message and what it says. And then they'll have some information tied to it, tied to a location. So like I popped mine open earlier, and it said something like, hey, guys, there's a Snorlax at Mother's Pub or whatever, right? So that way people presumably in the area could go there and attempt to catch the Snorlax. That's a great use of location-based messaging. And so we're all in agreement on this one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Other than the fact that it's outside of the Pokemon Go right. app is a negative for it because that requires somebody to go out and find that same app yeah. and download it and have that. And create and that, a new account, so right? Like and all right, that. So that's a new barrier versus yes. if it was tied or built into the game, it doesn't require you to set up another account, get right. somebody else act, give access to your email or whatever, and right, right, right. all of that hassle. Yep. No, I, I agree. Okay, so that's good. I don't know. I think that's a good thing. Okay. God damn it. And get access to your email? No, I think it's more interesting. I think it's cool that like you have to go use other messaging platforms to talk about this game because it sort of reinforces the idea that these things exist around you in the world. Instead of it being a game, 
it's like a viewer into this hidden world of Pokemon around you. And so when you have to go to another platform for messaging, it reinforces that idea that instead of using this as a game platform, it's actually just the way you see things and you use your other elements of real life like you normally do to talk about the things that are going on in there. So then okay. it becomes an element of like real life. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on board with that if the world – if this is really an augmented reality game first – Right, if it's an AR experience first and a game second, because then it'd be like, here, use this, use this filter, right? Because really, augmented reality is this, you know, a lens or a filter sure. to look at the world in a slightly different view. So now you're in the Pokemon version of Earth, right? Right. You're in Earth P, right, or whatever. And um, <laughs> here in Earth P, we want you to live your life as you normally would, except for that there's Pokemon that are surrounding you. So now use right. all the tools that you have at your disposal to live in that. But I, I right. feel like. To be the most successful version of what it could be, you would want to have some of this baked into the application itself because as soon as you fragment, you start losing – like you just cut people out because – so – and we, well, we talked about a little bit yesterday. But yeah. um, you know, if I say, hey, I want everybody on – like, if, so I'm on campus here at Iowa State and I'll say, hey, everybody, I want, if you were interested in Pokemon Go, join my Slack channel. Well, not everybody has Slack. I'm like, okay, well, I'll make a Facebook group. Well, not everybody has Facebook, right? So then you start doing this fragmenting thing. I just feel like there's an opportunity for them to make their own on whatever level, some type of communication. And even if it's just an organizational communication tool to get you yeah. to the next platform, right? It doesn't have to be a fully featured tech client. I'm not arguing for that. Okay. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that one. One of the things you mentioned yesterday was having, um, so you, there's direct messaging, the three different teams and then being able to break those down into like oh, some yeah. chapters, something like that. I yes. think that's a really good idea that furthers the, so I think that what really makes Pokemon go strong is the two elements. It's the, 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 the location-based Shared stuff, space. which yeah. draws people to it, and then it's the potential for really strong team-based things and a lot yeah. of cooperation with people who are there with you in person. Yeah. And uh, like that is what makes this really interesting. It's really cool. So anything that can go towards in, enhancing that and making that better, I think, is a good thing for them to do. So then no, I, to yeah. kind of tie in with that, what if there was an ability to... So we talked about having your own like sub-team, or I don't remember what word you used yesterday... Uh, yeah, guilds. Yeah, yeah chapters, guild. guilds, whatever, right? Some group, right? That's right. some subset, yeah. So if I had the ability the, to be on the same guild or chapter or whatever with the mm-hmm. two of you, even though we're all in three very different towns, very far apart, well, okay, minus Chase, no, I'm just, he's on the wrong. I'd be an ass. But <laughs> if, if we were all on Valor, we could yeah, all team be in interface, the same right? guild. Right, we'd be team interface. Yeah, we could team have, interface. We have Nigel yeah. in it. We could have yeah, that's right. the girls in it. Like, So we could have our own little team. And then let's say... Andrew takes over a gym, he could post a mm-hmm. message to our guild and maybe we all have the ability then to also get a little bit of loot off of the fact that someone right. within our guild owns a gym, even though mm-hmm. I'm not the Man, owner of it. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I have a very low likelihood that I'll ever take the same gym as Andrew because we live hundreds of miles apart. I'm so on board with that. Like a prestige bonus for training up a guild member's gym or something, right? Like something to enhance that experience. So you guys have just described guilds in Kingdom of Loathing. Yeah. 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 Right. But I mean, or not the guilds, your... but whatever, like you can join groups of other people and that's yeah. exactly what it is. You can, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point. But that's, but that's the point, right? It's incentive to engage on yet another level. Right. And that's, so Pokemon has done it, has done it really well with one broad step making teams because there's a, there's an overall community. And then there's sub communities within the teams themselves, and there's plenty of opportunity for sub communities within that. And so now I'm going to say my unpopular opinion that I think Pokemon Go is just real life MMO because that's exactly it, what it is. Okay. Oh man, yeah, so I you're on board with this now? I thought you guys didn't like that yesterday. No, 100. Okay, 
Okay, great. Yeah, so this is okay. So super unpopular. <laughs> we're all we're all in agreement then. Man, I have a feeling that you guys were on top, weren't on board with this. But this um, is the first time yeah, we've I actually like, all been agreement, in agreement. When you say we're all in agreement, I think. Well, you know, I just like to say that anyway to bolster my self opinion. But you guys can you, know, you do whatever you want. I don't. Okay, you, you want me to disagree real quick? Here, I'll be I'll be on the pick. Like, I don't know if it's massively multiplayer. <laughs> no, a, I don't know. It's well, only like seventy million players <laughs> or something. That's not that. <laughs> I'm really oh, I just meant you're I, restricted by the number of people you can physically fit into a single location. Not Eve. That's that's everybody in one shared space, right? That's like the real MMO. Anyway, okay, but um, Eve does something, some really cool stuff. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, so if you think of Pokemon like MMO, an MMO, right? It would make complete sense if you had like if you had world events like um, like the Warcraft or sorry, the Warhammer online Warhammer game premiered and then like destiny has them really well so something will happen randomly in a in a space and then people around it can be alerted to it so like if you're within so many so much distance if you're in five kilometers right because we're gonna this is also going to successfully transition us to the metric system if you're within five kilometers of an event you get an alert right and then or, or whatever and then or you can get some message that you send to your your guild mates that like hey a snorlax just popped up and snorlax happens to be like a small raid event and then we'd all need to go there and cooperatively do it and i'm hope that's my hope for what Mew and Mewtwo end up being to actually catch them in like the legendaries but um then you could have competitive internal comp- right like internal competition so like say we're all on team valor like our our we team valor be. can compete with another team valor to try to take down another you know world event and then whoever like gets the killing blow like it would be in worldcraft whoever like gets the last hit or something or whoever's pokeball catches it because it'd be like the risk reward of waiting to have it pop out or waiting that you you know you want to be the first one to catch it but needs to be weak enough to catch something like that right then you could be like we caught him is our snorlax and then the other girl would be so pissed at you and you'd have like fun rivalry stuff go on anyway Sounds i just think fun. that'd be a yeah, that that is like such an MMO. It just all translates to MMO. The like the cut channels, guilds, teams. It's even like Horde Alliance and WoW. The three themes in Pokemon. There's just a lot of nice you know parallels. So Anyhow, what you're, so what you're really looking yeah. for is just more stuff to make it more engaging, which really makes it more MMO ish. But right now, it's edging on being an MMO, or it's closer to. It's similar to an MMO. It wants to be right. Yeah, but it's not there. And I would, I think that, like, I don't know, you guys can say what you think about this, but I feel like the way that the game exists, you know, the user base is going to plateau and then fall off, at, you know, here in the near future, right? Because the novelty of just running, running, catching Pidgeys, because Pidgeys for days, oh, right? Um, it, it, because that's going to wear off, and nobody wants to do that anymore. So when that all wears off, and we've all figured out gyms, and there's, like, three people who are level 50, and they've got ridiculously high Pokemon that no one can take, no one's going to play. So then you need to integrate new features like trading and battling, you know, like, you know, one-on-one battling in the public events and that type of stuff, right? Or so at least you, more interesting battling. Right, yeah, because the battling as it exists is asynchronous. Um, and I think if you can do it, like, because... So the dream for Pokemon always, right, was if it was going to have, if it was going to be a mobile game like this, you'd be able to like walk up to somebody and like challenge them to a fucking battle. And right. then you can't, but you can't do that at all right now. The right. best you can do is like tell them, oh yeah, I caught a Zubat here two minutes ago. And then they're like, oh, not on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best you can do. <laughs> this is a wildly successful game for that kind of experience. <laughs> Right, no. But I mean, that, for a game that like is so heavily built on location and social interaction, or had the potential for those things, there's mm-hmm. remarkably little of it that you can actually do in the game. Yeah, the only so I think we talked about we when we've talked about this, the only thing you can do, and the thing that I do regularly, so Sarah and I go out and play together, is that you can cooperatively take down a gym, right? So people can attack a gym at the same time, and that's how you're able to take down stronger gyms. That's the only thing that I think you can do with somebody like in a real space, aside from being sharing the space for a catching Pokemon, but um. 
you know, just to actually like battle together cooperatively. That that's the only way you can do it right now, and it's super fun. Like they need more of it, so I think they'll add more of it. At least if they want to keep their population up and keep people interested, and then, and then you get um, you get to the point where we're talking about progression. So people are going to cap out, and there's going to be really high level people, and no one wants to fight them. Progression ends up being a huge challenge. Currently, right now, you know, you can level up your Pokemon, you can catch, you can train to get a bunch of candies and level whatever evolve and you do that but that's only fun to a point so where do we go from here to make progression something interesting i mean to me it seems like the the logical progression is more interactive with other people and more interactive as far as like the, the battling idea the it's the battling idea it's the collecting idea you have to be able to trade yeah. with friends you have to be able to fight with friends or train with need- friends or whatever which then yeah. gives you the ability to like you said, level up and, and to actually gain some leveling on your characters and you as a trainer when you do those things is is important. Because like you said, if if you have to catch 100 Pikachu to get, to up Pikachu to Raichu, right. Right, right. that's that's damn near impossible. Like, right. In, it's, I don't in know if the it's week either. I've seen it, there's been three total and one of them hatched out of an egg. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. So you just have to find a Pikachu spawn at that point. But I mean, what we're what we're getting at then is we we want a mechanism to level up our characters and ourselves that doesn't require you to walk around aimlessly and catch random Pokemon, right? So then people suggested things like you could elect one Pokemon to be your sort of like pseudo Pikachu from you know the show where you'd have a Pokemon that follows you around, and for every you know for all the distance that you walk, that character's earning XP or you know is like going up in CP or whatever you want it to do. Um, something like that would make sense from a, from a progression standpoint. So it, it's it, then it would be tying into the same idea as the incubators, where you yeah. turn on an incubator and you walk around and eventually hatch it. If you could have something right. you attach to a Pokemon that made them do the same right. thing, it's like okay, this is their pedometer, and when they hit, yeah, exactly, pedometer miles, right? It's, <laughs> it just gives them whatever the. I mean, okay, I you need something. Right, because right now it's like I'm just going to catch a bunch of trash and then send it to the whatever his face is and then get a bunch of candy and then use that to level him up. And then if you you could spend – yeah, that's right. Excessively handsome Willow, yeah. And by the time you spend all your dust and candies leveling up your Pokemon, you're going to randomly catch one that's like three CPs higher plus it weighs an extra kilogram. You're like, well, see you later, Pokemon I've had for the last two weeks, right? Like, And that's not – that's not really fun. It also doesn't make me feel like Pokemon either. Right. Because the game feels like relationships. It's the joke I sent you guys the other day where it's like, you know, in the game it was like you catch it and you train with it and you fight with it and it slowly gets better and better and better. And then it evolves and it it likes you. And now – you're in this inverted world where it's like, oh, just keep catching more and more and more and just get rid of the, the one you've had the longest because the one you caught most recently is probably the best one. Yeah, with, that's sad. With the exception of my neighborhood where everything that shows up is always like a level 10, even though everything everywhere else is significantly higher. Well, that's not kind of nice though, actually, because one of the chief complaints for the higher level people is that you just get really high level crap that takes 30 Pokeballs to catch, Yeah, but even I'm though it's not. just like a Rattata. Yeah, that's that's the issue is that it's just like I'm not finding anything fun or different. Yeah. Well, so all that being said, right, um, I think the game obviously has its it has its novel components, right, with this shared social space and this, like, fun competitive side that it brings to the table, and that's making it successful. But, uh, you know, I'll say, that I, I'll say that this is not what I would imagine the future of AR games to look like. Like, AR games in general, if, if we're just talking about games, um, they feel more like 
you have something that goes like you put glasses on or like a lens over your glasses or just baked into your contacts or whatever it happens to be right. And you look in the walls and like things are emerging from the walls. You're like shooting the aliens or like, you know, you're running around outside and things are popping up. Like that's more what I would consider AR. And it's also like, you know, it holds stronger or tighter to the definition of what AR is. But as a, like sort of this like social, you know, GPS, whatever geocaching experience, Pokemon is very successful. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more things like this crop up because, um, I don't, I don't know what we were talking about, but like someone said, you could have another game that is like, it could be like a DBZ themed, whatever one, like where you're running around and like fighting battles or like training against people. And there'd be like, you could have like AR NPCs hanging out or whatever, or it could even just be like a collection thing, like a traditional, like go find these things in Warcraft or whatever questing thing. Like we are going out and doing actual geocaching, but it's all in an AR like skinned world. So I think that's more of what AR could be. Pokemon has no need to be AR. AR just helps make the, I think it helps sell the aesthetic and the theme. Sure. Plus it's going to need to be AR. If you ever want to see Mew flying over your head and you want to be like, look, there's Mew. And it's actually tied to that location or whatever. Right. And not just some animation that's relative, you know, sort of, you know, tied relative to your camera or whatever, or your gyroscope. Anyhow, so that, I guess that's a lot of stuff sort of like what, what's wrong with Pokemon Go, what we want to see. You know, we want to see more chat options or at least organizational chat options. We want to see more um, cooperative experiences because right now you feel even in a world full of people, you can feel isolated as far as like what you're doing in the game. Um, and the community sort of circumventing those issues right now just in making their own ways to be social, like by selling you know, Pokestop water bottles or whatever and Pokestop badges and that kind of stuff is fun. But the game could get on top of that. Um, they also have a lot of opportunity for like, you said, we talked about like sponsored, there's sponsored Pokestops or whatever, right? Like I read that McDonald's is in the works so for having some, one. Somewhere somebody found that in the code that there's a reference to McDonald's as a po- sponsored Pokestop. Yeah, right. And you can, I mean, that makes sense. It's although it's a little, it's a little ironic though, right? Like <laughs> go to McDonald's. Because they're not making enough money selling people the, the items in the store. They need to go to <laughs> corporate mcdonald's and say hey we're gonna do this and i guess maybe it makes sense like for smaller towns like for you being in a a relatively small town at least part of the time chase that yeah you may not have a lot in town but if a chain exists Mm -hmm. in town i don't know if you guys have a mcdonald's no but near enough we could drive to one within a few miles sure so the idea that they could sponsor one and now you're like oh well we're gonna go to mcdonald's for the day and for mcdonald's they're gonna make their money back almost guaranteed whatever they spend to right. to do that they're going to have people showing up and yep. people are going to show up and it's like oh well if if there's a lure here and it, different things are showing up that's the other thing too is because they're sponsored they can put things there that wouldn't normally show up there so mm-hmm. like uh like a mew like a mew or the More like, like very a- birds or whatever no, what's the like, what's the purple what's the purple guy from mcdonald's grimace i want him to pop up oh my god grimace <laughs> grimace a wild grimace <laughs> appears <laughs> and if you catch him you just get a coupon for like 50 cents off your ice cream cone this feature is making me grimace <laughs> well i so the thing about the sponsored stuff i like at least my opinion is I don't think Niantic expected it to be this big of a success. My guess is that they, they're transferring because Ingress did sponsored portals. So my guess is that they're transferring over that monetization option. Like they were transferring it over before knowing how successful Pokemon would be. Sure. So, so now that they're making um, like a couple million a day easily. I guess it's not high priority they, for them to do it. They're like, <laughs> eh, 
maybe we don't need all that. I mean, I, I know their server <laughs> costs have gone up significantly in the last week. Right. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I like that quote from the CTO from Amazon. It was like, hey, can we help? Because I really want to catch this Pidgeotto. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Anyway, so lots of good, lots of good stuff. Uh, Pokemon Go is wildly successful. Has a lot of fun things. Could it could stand to have a lot of features added? And I think that they'll they'll drip those along as needed to keep the population up, right? Because once this game plateaus and then you know sort of levels off, they'll need to ha- they'll need to have a way to add content, just like any other MMO, to keep people engaged. Sure, I sure hope At you're right. In my opinion, and I hope they don't fall in the trap of making it into mobile version of Pokemon games on the Game Boy, right? Because that's not what this game wants to be. Right, that's not what this game wants to be, although that's what a lot of people want it to be. Right, but that's not what's interesting about this. If you really want that, go buy a DS and play Pokemon whatever, Heart Gold on it. But I do Sun think they, are coming out. they could borrow some ideas from it and certainly oh, yeah. add those to the yeah, game. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it needs to be a straight rip of it, but they could, they could add some features that would really improve the game and I think could add to the longevity of people playing. Agreed. Yeah. So after all but, this... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I think that there's a... a I said it right at the beginning. What's going to make this really interesting, and what the features that'll make it more interesting and cooler are the ones that build off of the location base, the AR, and the sort of inherent social aspect that's built into it. So, you, if you can formalize those elements and provide ways of, like, if I get together with a bunch of people, like, so the park of my place has a bunch of lures on the Pokestops all the time. So that means there's constantly people out there playing Pokemon Go. If there was a way to like incentivize all of us to do something really cool, like we got enough if we got critical mass, like a legendary would show up where we all right. work together and do something really cool. Like that'd be great. That'd be really fascinating. That'd be a really fun way to continue this game to make it more right. interesting. Right. What wouldn't be interesting is adding turn based battling. Right? Like that's just that that's the Game Boy game and that's it's not way less interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's way right. less interesting, that's for sure. Right. Give me a reason to so we can have like we could have ad hoc tournaments. I think it could be cool to have the turn based stuff. If you're in proximity with somebody, what's wrong with that? If, sure, if, no, that's if, fine. If you and I meet up, you're in town for a business thing, and we, we hit up Hofbrau House, and there's Oompa music going on, and we decide that we want to have a quick <laughs> battle and see who's, who's got the more powerful Pokemon, why, why not be able to sit down and, and take turns? Because then it's like, oh, well, I can tap faster than you, or... No, no, yeah. no. Here's what you, like but that. that's just exactly what the thing is. Like, the, the sit down and turn based thing is not what's interesting. What, or not, not to me, anyway. Like, it would be really cool is to go push the tables out of the way at Hopper House with the polka music in the background as we have our phones up having an AR battle with each other well, in real time. And I did say that. It's like, it's like digital fencing. Right, exactly. But at the and same time. And there's lots time of ways of implementing real time stuff without it being about who can tap faster. That seems like a, a hassle. A hassle. It's a hassle house. <laughs> Hoff's Hassle House. Is that Hoff's Hassle House? Don't hassle the house. <laughs> Although, if the game was successful enough, you could actually open locations. You, you could oh, yeah, rent out sure. a space and be like, this, oh, is, yeah. this is now the uh, an arena. Oh, that'd yeah. be so good. You For, could have competitions. Oh my God, Pokemon Stadium. Names the stadium. There it is. Like, like, but yeah, seriously, how cool is that? And so I, I hope that's where they go, and I hope that's what they figure out. And I hope Nintendo is going to realize, like, oh, maybe we should have made some interesting mobile games a while ago, and they're going to hop on this and turn it from a janky piece of crap into something that's actually nintendo <laughs> Yeah, it is missing the Nintendo. It's absolutely missing the Nintendo polish, right? To see yeah. the Pokemon company name on this, like, you know, obviously it's sponsored and Nintendo has a stake in it, but it's right. not a Nintendo game in, like, the way that it looks and interacts. There's a reason Although why they- it's a big Niantic logo that comes up with the Pokemon company underneath. Because if anything, right. it just seems like they licensed it from the Pokemon company. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is, right? It's lower risk for them, too. At least, right. that's what I guess. And 
I don't really know exactly how it works. I know that Nintendo is a part owner of the Pokemon company, along with Game Freak and Creatures Incorporated. But like, I don't know how much steer how much they steer that company to do things like this. So I really wonder if Niantic approached the Pokemon company and said, "Like, we want to make a new generation of this game. Can we use your characters to do it?" Right. Yeah, I'd be curious to know how the back end works for that. Yeah. Although, to be honest, I don't really care the fact they got it, that it's made is just amazing in in, in my opinion. Like, I can't believe this is a thing. I know. I mean, maybe but I just really hope it can be more. more because they've they've been dragging their feet and they've been pulling everything back. Whereas, Niantic what about Mitomo? That Mitomo oh, was really wildly successful. And blow you away. Their mobile, their big mobile splash. It sparks uh, one of a kind conversations between you and your friends. I mean. <laughs> It definitely there's potential for stuff like that I, I feel like if any company is going to be able to like really nail this it's going to be nintendo right because right. they understand the things that make these games interesting in ways that the other big developers don't at least that's our perception is because they have the cross-generational appeal that seems to be lost upon everybody else but and they always make wacky shit that people love yeah 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 right yeah let's go right play, like, I mean, we could go play splatoon later and like yeah that's just exa- perfect right that was the, the exact example i was going to use because they took the yeah. the first person shooter and they turned it into something that's fun and friendly and easy to pick up but still has a lot of depth to it and i feel like you could do right. the same thing with this right yeah okay so definitely pokemon go definitely a good game lots of room for improvement and i guess you know our and our hopes is that the improvements come prior to the community leaving, because that's also a thing that happens with, you know, surprise, surprise MMOs where the game, like the core game itself can be really good, but the content can be so lacking that the community leaves. And by the time you improve it, there's no one left to play. Right. So like a right. great example is like star Wars, uh, the old Republic where that player base is stabilized and they went free to play. But apparently like I went back to it, the game, like the game itself has been much improved and there's a lot of great content, but there's just nowhere near the initial player base that that game had. They, they lost down. their moment. No, the old Republic's still playing. Really? Wow. Yep. Yep. They just released content for it. Anyway, um, the good you know, news by, is, that's backed by Bioware and EA, so they're still going. The good news is I have higher hopes for Pokemon Go than I do for Peach. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot Peach is a thing. Oh, yeah. D- wait. I'm sorry. You forgot Peach was a thing? Weren't you the one yeah. who, who adopted and promoted that one? Yeah. Just make, okay. Yeah. I think, I think we all tried I mean, we all tried it with you know hesitation we're like oh okay this is a thing and then you experience the gift keyboard and you're like all right we're out although so I, that's I what think you don't want Peach to had some really cool ideas but uh i think it's just really hard to get people to use oh. social platform in general but anyway right. maybe they could the integrate those mass, that was an issue maybe they could integrate those features into pokemon ghost chat system and uh problem solved <laughs> yeah except for it wouldn't be called peach in game it'd be called raz <laughs> you can find show notes for this week's episode at interface.fm slash 15 or interface.fm slash pokey what uh, if you're into reddit you can drop in and join the conversation at our interface podcast you can also follow the show on twitter at underscore interface fm and use that to send us your questions and topic ideas we're on facebook search interface podcast click the mouse cursor and show the like button some love and finally, thank you to our listeners for tuning in, subscribing. We'll be back next Monday and every Monday. Like clockwork.
wait, that's the wrong team. Instinct. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my mom. <laughs> I know I'm yellow. <laughs> You guys will be happy to know that my Team Instinct decal came in today, so I'm going to put it on our car. <laughs> oh my god! I Someone's saw already got it on our car. You do? You got it? Did you get a valid one on your car? No, I, your wife sent a picture on Slack. Yeah, dude, we're we way assume she's already put oh, it on the car. Oh, she put it on already? Uh, not, not on the car. She just put the picture oh. of it. Oh, 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 oh! oh. So I'm yeah. just assuming that I'm she's su- already put it on the car. I'm super sure. happy about it because it's Star Wars. It's our Star Wars family on one side, and then it's going to be Zapdos on the right side. God, I hope super this fad good. doesn't die in like a week. I don't give a shit. That's still an awesome decal. 